Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Fearless Generations with Terry Sayer and Kelly Fox. Hello and welcome to Fearless Generations, 12 Steps to Freedom. We are on step number one, awareness. And tonight we're going to be talking about perceptions versus truth. And I'm super excited to have this conversation tonight. And I'm super excited to have it with our guest coach, Sylvia McIntosh. How are you doing tonight, Sylvia? I'm doing wonderful. How are you tonight, Kelly? Thank you for having me back. (laughs) Anytime. Um. (laughs) Like all the time, no. But, um, <laughs> no, I really appreciate you being on the call tonight. Um, uh, Terry is off um, living it up, and um, she's on a Disney cruise with my nieces. And so she's in the middle of the ocean and not joining us. But I truly appreciate you being here with me. I think one of the most exciting things that we do as fearless living coaches is that we help people shift their perceptions. Mm-hmm. And so I am excited to have this conversation and I'm excited to have it with you because I know you're going to bring something to the table tonight that I probably have not thought of and you're going to shift my perception. So, when you think of perceptions versus truth, what's the first thing you think of? For me, the first thing I think of is the difference between what is happening and how I feel about what is happening. Mm. Because how I feel feels true to me. And uh, mm-hmm. first, first example that popped into my head when you told me what our topic was tonight was Right now I'm in Colorado, and today it's very cloudy and overcast and drizzling. So those are the facts. It's cloudy, it's a bit overcast, and just a super light rain. Mm-hmm. And the opinion about it is whether or not this is depressing weather or it's a great fall day. or So it's just it's the difference between what is happening and how I feel about it. And sometimes I have to remind myself that there is a difference between what is happening and how I feel about it. And although I may not Mm -hmm. be able to choose what's happening, I can always choose how I feel about it and how I choose to respond to it. Mm -hmm. I don't always want to. Yeah, sometimes I'd like to have the magic wand and just change the event, but uh, I do I do get to shift my perception, and I get to choose how I want to be present. Quite true, quite true. The the first thing that comes up for me when I think of perceptions versus truth is. Um, usually like a conversation and what the person's saying and what I'm hearing because that's not always the same thing. (laughs) Yes. 
true. Sometimes someone's someone's saying something, but I'm hearing something completely different than what they're saying because I'm reading between the lines or I'm, you know, putting emphasis on their body language or I'm reading something into their tone or their facial expressions. And so I'm telling myself that I'm hearing what they're actually saying. Um, yeah. You know, rather than just listening to the words um, and stuff, so I can get myself into I can get myself into trouble there as well. Because sometimes I I even try to say, well, you know, I was using my intuition. <laughs> um, but really, I'm just making up a whole lot of stuff to fit the narrative within my head. And I think that, I think that that's where um, things can get really tricky. Um, but I, I like what you said too about feelings because I am definitely one that's ruled by my feelings. I am such a heart person, um, you know, other than Terry who is such a head person. And I can be, especially with, um, with my depression, sometimes I, I am, I feel like a prisoner to my emotions um, because mm-hmm. they don't always feel like I have control over them. But yes, I can still do things even though I know that I'm, um, I'm not really feeling it, right? So that's something that mm-hmm. I've been able to, I've been able to practice as well. Like yes. I might be in a low is what I call it, you know, when my emotions are kind of taken over and I'm not, you know, I'm not really feeling like, you know, being myself that day. I'm just not myself that day. Um, But I can Mm -hmm. still get things done. Um, I've learned how to move past those feelings and just say, okay, the wall, there's, there's not any, new particular reason to be unhappy today. So I'm just gonna, gonna, you know, uh, do this anyways. Um, and then sometimes I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to chill on the couch. So, and you know what? Sometimes either one is okay. (laughs) It's just how long you chill on the couch. Right. And it's how, you know, how hard are you pushing yourself? Because that's one thing that I've definitely learned um, since my car accident, which if our listeners are new or don't have any idea what I'm talking about. But I got in a car accident a couple of months ago, and it was because I was in this constant mode of I can push myself a little bit further. And um, in that moment, my body was like, no, you can't. (laughs) And um, actually, I don't know if I've even talked to you about this, Sylvia. Um, Yes, a little bit. I mean, I I knew that the accident had happened. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so yeah, because I was in this mode of I can just keep pushing myself. I I can just keep pushing myself. I can just keep pushing myself. I can just keep pushing myself. But sometimes you do have to rest. 
sometimes you do have to, um, you know, take a little bit of extra time to take care of yourself so that you can do those things that you're committed to or do those things that you want to do or do those things that, um, dare I say, you feel you have to do. Um, Uh Sometimes your body just needs to rest, and it's important to listen to those signs and pay attention to those signs and be be willing to rest when your body needs it. That yeah. has been a huge lesson, a huge lesson for me. And for the last, for the last, well, probably about two and a half months now, last two and a half months, I've been able to be kind of in a mode of slowing down because I couldn't go anywhere <laughs> unless someone took me. Um, and now that, now that um you know I've gotten the doctors okay and my my license is now um reinstated um you know it's it's I can go places now and it and I I really question do I do I have the energy for that um you know what do I have going on today and how can I how can I divide my energy between everything I have going on and can I really add one more thing in and and being okay with saying, you know what, I don't think I can add that in. And that's normally yeah. something I I wouldn't I wouldn't allow myself to do. I would be like, okay, I'll find a way, I'll find a way to do it. And there, I'm still, I mean, it's still something I'm practicing for sure. Because I'll <laughs> ask myself, okay, do do I really not have that energy to do that task, or do I just really not want to do it? And so. That gray line is still not really um, strong or discernible, but I know that as I continue to ask myself the question um, that I'm going to get to that place where it's it's a truth, not a perception mm-hmm. of, you know, of yeah. my energy level. Mm-hmm. But it, ta- it takes Sorry. practice and a certain mm-hmm. amount of diligence, doesn't it? It does. It does. And it's it's so crazy because you know, I've been making so many excuses for up uh, for years. I mean, almost my whole life if you go to a certain degree, um of why I don't have time or I'm not worth the effort of taking care of my body. Mhm. And you know, like as in eating the right foods and um getting the proper amount of sleep. Those are the two biggest things right now. And um, and so I've been doing a lot of work on my emotions through the years. And, you know, I keep telling myself, well, when I, when I, get, when I get my emotional side under control, you know, then I can work on the other stuff because I won't be constantly sabotaging myself because of my emotions. Oh. Isn't that like the biggest excuse I was making? <laughs> because am I ever really going to have my emotions in check? Probably not. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. always going to be there's always going to be things that come up and play with our emotions. They have this whole two and a half months, and I had to ask myself, okay, 
in this moment, I really just want to say, forget this new lifestyle and, you know, um, eating plan. I'm just going to eat some ice cream or I'm going to have a cookie or I'm going to go eat a chocolate bar. And then I'd have to ask myself, okay, I can do those things because it'd be easy. The ice cream's in the freezer, the chocolate bar's in the cupboard. I could easily do those things. But mm-hmm. what, am I, what am I committed to right now? And I'm committed to right now, I call it loving myself to a 10. And oh, I like that. Choosing, thank you. Choosing myself over whatever this situation is that's triggered me, that's making me want to go to these comfort foods that I normally would go to. Mm-hmm. And luckily, I've been able to keep myself, you know, somewhat in check. I haven't cheated. I haven't had the chocolate. I haven't had the ice cream um, or anything like that. And and I've my doctor is actually quite impressed by how much progress I've made in the two and a half months. Um, awesome. But, I mean, as I said, Things are always going to come up. It's not like, oh, well, if I if I if I can master this area, then I can then I can totally take this other. Yes, working on one area is going to help me with another. But to say that I have to wait to have one, you know, perfect <laughs> before yeah. I move on is is a pretty big excuse. Mm. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And, and then so, once again, that, that that fits right in with the difference between perception and truth. Yes. The truth is things are always going to be changing and fluctuating. Yep. So waiting for some area. Yeah, yeah. So waiting for some area to perfect itself in order to make something else go better. Perfection is not going to happen. And... Waiting really just invites more exterior, um, what's the word I want, variety or option. It doesn't really fix things. (laughs) Choices, action, commitment, and your intention, that's what makes, that's what makes the, the progress that we want to make. And then with that practice, we just get better at, rolling with the punches as they come. Mhm. Yeah. The the tool I was thinking of was the four A's. And I think that that um that's the tool I think that I've been maybe um ex- accessing the most in those times is just allowing myself to to be upset, right? To feel the feeling. I allow myself to feel the feeling. I'm upset about this or I'm hurt about this or, um, you know, whatever it may be. And, of course, because I brought up the four A's, I'm not going to remember all four of them. But, okay, it's allow time to process. Allow, allow the process. Ask. No, that's. Yes. Ask what you're ask committed what you're, to. Well, you're committed. That's the third one. What's the second one? Yep. The second one is allow time. The first one is to acknowledge the feeling. Oh, allow time. 
allow time. The second, well, the first one is to, yeah, acknowledge the feeling. The second one is to allow the time to process it. Okay. And then you ask mm-hmm. about the commitment. What am I committed to? And then act on my act commitment. On yep. Yeah. Thank you so yeah, much, Celia. <laughs> yeah. And awesome. I think this Forays is one of my favorite tools. Yeah. And it's one that, it's one that in the past I've always like overlooked or has forgotten, but it's one that Terry uses a lot. And so she brings it up a lot on the show and then also just in person. And so Mm -hmm. it's, it's definitely in my mind more. And I, and I don't think it's one that I, I think it's something that I've done. It's just not like I haven't like thought of it in that way. Mm -hmm. But I think it's an awesome tool. I think it's an awesome tool. So let's say it again because it probably got a little confusing. So you acknowledge your feelings. Mm -hmm. You allow time to process. You ask yourself what you're committed to. Mm -hmm. And then you act act on your commitment. Yes. And when we say allow time to process, that doesn't necessarily mean going into a grand funk and waiting for it to just miraculously go away, but not rushing it. For instance, you talked about feeling tired, and so not brushing past it. Oh, well, I don't really have to be tired. It's allowing time because often if we will sit and acknowledge the feeling and just kind of allow ourselves to feel it, it actually passes much faster than when we Mm -hmm. try to ignore it, stuff it down, pretend it's not there, because when we don't allow it to be processed, then it it stays. It's sort of like a pressure cooker. It it doesn't go away. Yep. It nope. stays there. It's going to boil over. But if we allow time to process, then it doesn't build up the pressure, and then we are free to move on. New things will move in. New feelings will move in. And by asking about the commitment, I have also found that if I've given myself a little bit of time to, to process the feeling, uh, not get stuck in it, but, but just feel it and maybe identify the different shades of it and then acting, asking what I'm committed to, just that process of refocusing on my commitment will change how I feel, which then makes it that much easier for me to make a choice of action based on that commitment. Mhm. Yeah. I agree completely. Yeah, and I just want to state again um for anyone who's new on the show um that these 12 steps of freedom and the 4 A's um are from the uh from Veronica Britton who is the CEO of the Fearless Living Institute which is where both of us uh, Sylvia and I and Terry received our life coach training and further trainings because Sylvia is also trained to do workshops like Terry and I. So she, um, Mm -hmm. she has also received other certifications and, Mm um, and so I just want to just, um, make that note. If you want to know more about Rhonda Britton or the fearless living Institute, you can go to fearlessliving.org and there's, all sorts of information there. There's class, more classes you can take, and uh, you can find out about the live workshops that Fearless Living puts on as well. 
Mm-hmm. And you can see Sylvia, Sylvia and I because we both have a <laughs> are on the coaching page. So that's true. There's a coach coaches directory. So if you're looking for help, if you're stuck in some area of your life, you can go to the coaches directory page, and there are lots of lots of coaches listed there. And we all kind of have our specialty listed there. Some people have a very specific niche, like there's some nurses, and so they have specialties relating to healthcare. And then there are business coaches and there are relationship coaches. So you can pretty much find whatever you need there and read the bio. And uh, there are also links where you can click on a free complimentary discovery session with any coach. So you always get a chance to talk to any one of us to find out whether or not you feel any sense of connection or trust before you hire anybody. Yeah. And I know. To become aware of who we are. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I know, I know pretty much I would say everyone on the page. So you can also ask me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, Ask me about them. I'll I'll, I'll sell the, I'll sell my pants off for him. But yeah, I mean, because I love I love all the coaches in our community, and we've had quite a few on the show, and so I think I think uh, our listeners know how much we love our coaches. But but yeah, we do have we have a lot of amazing coaches, and they've I, all of us bring something different to the table because we've all had different life experiences and different things that brought us to fearless living, and um, and so you know everything in our past. Um, you know, we take that and that makes uh, the way we coach unique. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I like it. And Sylvia, Sylvia and I do a lot of uh, a lot of group coaching together, which I love. Right now, we're doing a fearless forgiveness class, and coming up next year, we're going to be doing a change your life in 30 day book group. So if you're interested in that, please keep your eyes open for that on uh, on Facebook. Um, we'll be advertising that um, probably in the next month or so, I would assume. Yes, mm-hmm. I think so. And I just want to go ahead and point out, too, the book is called Change Your Life in 30 Days, and there are 30 lessons in there, and it's meant to be a self-study thing that you could do in 30 consecutive days. However, for the purpose of our group class, Kelly and I are actually going to do this over 15 weeks, 16 weeks. So we're going to cover two days worth of activities, two chapters in the book each week. So we get a chance to go a little deeper. We get a chance to discuss it with the other people. I love the book groups because of the variety of experience and understanding of the terms and things like that that the group members bring. Uh, And so I didn't want people to get get afraid of that title, change your life in 30 days, and think you're going to have to be on the phone somewhere 30 days in a row because that's not going to be the case. <laughs> we will meet once nope. a week, usually nope. for about an hour, hour and a half on the phone, and we discuss what we've read and how we're applying it, and it's just, I love I love the book groups. And once again, I these know. books we're talking about, these were books written by Rhonda Britton, Mm-hmm. So we'll be working through Change Your Life in 30 Days by Rhonda Britton, and we'll be working from a study guide that, that was put together by Rhonda and the Fearless Living Institute. 
Um, but of course, we bring yeah. our own stuff to it, just like everyone on the group call will. Yes, we definitely go through the process with you. We will lead it and definitely be your coaches and be there to help explain um, anything that you might not understand and give um, coaching um, to anyone who who needs it to a certain extent. Um, but we definitely are in it with you. We do the exercises with you, um, mm-hmm. and and we we're right there in the process as well. And that's what I love about Rhonda's books is that you can do them over and over again, and you're just going to continue to take it to another level. And it's these all of this information that we share with you is all about shifting your perceptions um, from you know all of these filters that you've you've gained through the years. Um, to see your life a little bit more clearly, to see the people around you a little bit more clearly, but to most importantly see yourself a little bit more clearly. And I think that's the most important thing for me is that you see yourself um, through all of the, the scars and the mistakes or or the shame or the guilt or whatever that you're holding on to. You see past all that and you see the, the amazing, um, shiny, bright person that you are underneath all of that so that you you feel um, motivated to go through the process of letting all of those different layers go so that you can really go forth in your life and be that shiny person um, and and live the life that you want to live and and have your dreams. Um, that's, mm-hmm. that's the that's the most important part for me um, because that's, that's been a part of my journey is, is shifting those filters, letting go of those, uh, letting go of the self negative talk um, and, and limiting beliefs and really seeing my, my ability, my capability, um, my power, I guess, as a person and um really truly starting to find my voice and to have the courage to express my voice. And that's, that's such a powerful, a powerful thing to do in my life. And I want to be able to help other people do that. So Mm -hmm. we definitely, we definitely love our group, our group uh, coaching. Yes. And our topic tonight being awareness, one of the things I really love about the book groups or any form of the fearless living work is one of the first things that I got out of my work when I was first exposed to fearless living through the Fearless Foundation workshop was an awareness of how I filter all the information coming at me. I mean, I just thought this Mm -hmm. is the way the world is, and that's actually not true. This isn't the way the world is. This is how I filter the world. This is how I interpret what's being said or what's being done around me. And by becoming aware that I was filtering the information, in other words, putting a perception on it, Mm -hmm. instead of it all truly being fact, then that also made it much more possible for me to take a look at where I had far more power to make changes and make adjustments than I thought I had. Yeah. So it's so true. It, it's just a lot of help in being becoming aware of when we are making things up for ourselves because, you know, the way we do things is the way we do things. So it feels real. It feels factual. And I, mm-hmm. at least, I needed help 
realizing that there were filters in place and identifying the filters and cleaning the filters, changing the filters in order to get to let my light shine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that you talk about how you first accessed it um, at the beginning of your journey. For me, and I've talked about this before, but for anyone who is new on here um, or just starting to follow us, for the first probably at least year of my fearless living journey, I use the tool, are you making it up or is it true? Probably Mm -hmm. at least 20 times a day. I started to question (laughs) everything that I told myself. And I'm serious because I would tell myself Mm -hmm. all kinds of things. I didn't like this even though I'd never eaten it. I didn't want to go there even though I'd never been there. Like I had so many I had so many um, limitations where I was living in this tiny little box and there was only one choice. And if we couldn't go that direction, then we couldn't go anywhere at all. And being able to constantly question if I was making it up or if it was true was such a huge eye-opener because I was making up so much stuff, so much stuff, um, that it was – I mean, I basically had a whole new life, um, you know, because I was making up so much stuff. But um, we're out of time. Um, I thank you so much, Sylvia, for coming on tonight and joining in on this discussion with me. Truly, truly appreciate it. It's always and an I honor know to our be listeners appreciate you asking. Well, I... I I definitely appreciate you coming on. I didn't even know you were in Colorado, so at least it's not as late, but it's still pretty late for you. And so I I appreciate it. Well, you have a great time with your with your drizzle. I wish we had drizzle. We are still in a huge drought out here in California, but um I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. And I thank our listeners for coming back each week. Um, please yes. share the word that you like Fearless Generations with your friends and uh, let them uh, let them know the truth of us. <laughs> Help them become aware. Yeah. But anyway, until next week, everyone, I thank you and be fearless. Be fearless. Good night. Good night.